in my face and a size 12 Get stuck in your butt cause you wanted to box One, two, punch and the Gore-Tex drop On your throat, the brother got caught by Gore-Tex boots from the Gore-Tex shop Get it! Posse gonna take this town Suckers getting mad, swift kick, broke ribs Serve it in a dish, name it up, rip tips Metal in the front, big stomp, crush neck Bumps on tip, call the boots, Gore-Tex Knock it right down, 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 shake down Beepers. 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 Welcome to Sky Pager. Beepers. Press the pound key after each entry. I'm rolling like a playboy. Beep, beep, beep. Two hosts, Matthew Quirk. All right, like Mutiny Radio, like life, right? I'm not actually your host. I'm your substitute host. I am the subservient host for our grand overlord, Boris Skirko, who, as you know, is Russian. So y'all just better get used to us serving at the whim of our Russian overlords. And I would just like to be clear to anyone who's listening that I am happy to be of service to Boris Skirko here at Muni Radio. All right, I guess I'm supposed to warm up the crowd, but y'all look like a bunch of dead-eyed comics out here. I don't know if there is any warming up in this fucking San Francisco sweltering summer at about, what do you figure, it's like 68 degrees out there today. All right, so, hey, speaking of Trump and everything, uh, how about all that lawyerly shit he's getting into, right? Did you hear his, uh, his substitute lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, recently was saying how uh, they had known for years that uh, Cohen was a pathological liar. Oh, here he is. I'm just warming up the crowd for you. I'm in service to my Russian overlord. Yeah. So anyway, I'll keep this going. Uh, yeah, he was calling uh, him a pathological liar, and they had known that he was a pathological liar for years. And I'm like, more like pathological lawyer. Isn't fucking pathologically lying like the second thing on his resume? The first being payoffs. They're like, what the fuck, man? Apparently there's a secret tape. He taped his client, Donald Trump. Apparently that's unethical and illegal. And Trump's like, what kind of lawyer does that sort of shit? And it's like, yeah, that's why you hired him. He tapes people and then blackmails them. Fucking straight line. 
No problem. All right, you guys are warmed up enough. Let's give it up for your first comedian. No, no, you get it, you get it. You sit down, sit, sit, sit. You're not the first comedian. Around here at Mutiny, it's ladies first. And let's give it up for the very funny Annette Mullaney. Hey, guys, how we doing? Excited for Friday? Yeah, it's so exciting. Um, I just want to start with a disclaimer that I do not work for the government, in case you were worried. Don't worry, I don't work for the government. Um, I was recruited by the CIA in college, but clearly my life has taken a different direction. Um, I was recruited because I speak Arabic and spent some time in the Middle East. Um, but don't worry, I only did good there. Right, I moved to Jordan when I was young. Uh, that's actually a lie. <laughs> it wasn't Jordan. But Jordan sounds fun, doesn't it? You're like, Jordan? Oh, I'm. was an Indiana Jones movie filmed there? Where is that exactly? Um, but I'm lying because it sounds pleasant. I actually moved to Syria uh, after college, which sounds less fun these days. <laughs> like when I say Syria, people go, ooh. I know I'm supposed to know where that is. I still don't, but I should be bummed out. That's supposed to have a reaction. Um, when I moved there, it wasn't that scary. It wasn't like today's Syria. Um, it was before the war. It was kind of like having a boyfriend with a neck tattoo. Dangerous, right? Like it definitely freaked my parents out, but dude could still put on a turtleneck, get a job. It was all gonna be fine. <laughs> um, Moved to Syria, had a great time, you guys. Great time, pre-war. Like, I know the Middle East gets a bad rap, but I gotta tell you, the whole time I was there, the only thing that blew up was my phone, and the only thing that got murdered was this pussy. What's up? What's up? Too much fun, got married. Uh, <laughs> got married, it was really fun. It's where I discovered that you can get out of a lot of awkward situations by making very cheesy jokes. Like, just never answer anything straight. So I'd be hanging out with my in-laws, who were very conservative Muslims, and they would be like, why don't you ever wear hijab? Don't you think it'd look good? And I'd be like, mm, it's hard enough to match pants and shirt. I can't be matching a third thing. It's just too much. I don't have, it's, look at you. You matched it all. It's great. I'm wearing two different patterns already. And they would laugh, and then they would stop trying to convert me. <laughs> it was very useful. Um... No, things, things went well uh, until they didn't. We got a divorce. I moved to San Francisco. Uh, would you guys believe that being married in Syria for a couple of years did not prepare me for dating in San Francisco? It's a little different here. It's a little different. Um, I've developed some fears. I have a fear of parties turning into orgies. That's a new fear. That wasn't something I uh, ever thought was possible. Uh, I'm from the Midwest, moved to Syria. Not a lot of parties turned into orgies in either of those places. A good Midwestern party, someone brings like a seven-layer bean dip. It's not going to be an orgy. It's way too heavy for a fuck fest. You're going to eat that, you're going to drink some beer, and you're going to pass out. It's a, great, it's a great party. Here I developed this fear after being at a party that turned into an orgy. Uh, it was a dinner party, so I thought I was safe. No one brought a bean dip. That should have been a fucking indicator. 
Uh, people brought like kale salad, all this light shit. I was like, we're going to be hungry. They were like, no, we need the activity. <laughs> we need something light. We're going to be working. I was like, I don't understand. Um, went into the kitchen to wash dishes after, because I was trying to be a good party guest, right? This was at a commune. I was trying to get in the commune spirit. The commune should have been a key. Should have been like a little hint. But I thought Sunday night potluck, I'm, you know, nothing to worry about. I'm in the kitchen washing dishes and suddenly I hear weird noises coming from the living room. I'm like, that, that's funny. Oh, oh, that's, what could be happening there? Because that sounds like, but it can't be, but it sounds like. Walked back out, it was. It was definitely people fucking right in the middle of the living room. Um, which actually was weirder than that because uh, it was a very high ceiling place and they decided to hang down aerial fabrics, uh, like that Cirque du Soleil shit, and two of the people had climbed up into the fabrics and were now fucking suspended, like, uh, like spiders, like gross spiders. And uh, I could have walked underneath them to go get my purse and leave, uh, but I thought that unwise. So instead, I ducked into a back bedroom and hid for two hours until the cries of ecstasy died down and I felt like it was safe to leave. It was a terrible party for me is what I'm saying. Didn't even have my phone in that room. Uh, there were no books. It was worst party I've been to. Uh, so now I'm at parties and I'm fucking ducking hugs. Like, what is this gonna happen to? What's, what's gonna happen with this hug? The second Molly comes out, I'm like, no, I don't trust anyone. No, I don't trust what's gonna happen here. Um, any of you guys, anybody here in a cult? Anybody find happiness in cults yet? It's, I am convinced it's the only way to find happiness. Those people have all the answers. They're wrong, but they're answers, and that's enough for me. Um, I have two questions for any cult I'm considering joining. Like, number one, what's the fashion situation like? I'm not down with the monochromatic jumpsuit. I want a little bit more flair. Number two, how much sexual abuse? I'm not saying it's gotta be zero. Like if you give me all the answers, a little sexual abuse is fair, right? Plus like in the cost benefit analysis of joining the cult, real world non-cult doesn't have zero sexual abuse. So let's make it fair. If it's the same, I'm down. Uh, if you guys know of any good cults, uh, just let me know. Thank you so much. Give it up for Boris, your host. Mulaney. All right. You guys don't know me yet. I'm Boris. I'm hosting this. I was just a, I was late because I have one of those jobs. And uh, Matthew Quirk filling in. Great guy. Thank you. Um, well, we're going to have a lot of fun. You guys know how it works. Feel free to put money in there if you want to help out Mutiny Radio or put money in my wallet. I would like money. Um, if you don't, no, I'm kidding. What's up? How are we? We good? Keep this rolling. Keep this rolling. Energy, I already brought it down. I already brought it down. Got to bring it back up. Bring it back up. All right, guys. Uh, well, uh, all right. Well, this is not weird. I don't know why this became weird, but now it's weird. I dug myself a hole. Dug myself a hole. I remember my first time being here. I, uh, I bombed, and this feels exactly like that. Um, and I remember Pam, uh, Pam, Pam uh, honked the horn, and I didn't know that that was the light. And I thought, like, that just was, like, someone's way of being, like, you suck. <laughs> and then just, like, you honk the horn, which is kind of a great idea. <laughs> I feel like that is sometimes necessary. Um, and I think that would be a lot of fun.
Well, my name is Boris. I don't want to do too much uh, time up top here and kill too much, you know? Let the room have some laughs. Am I right, Gallagher? All right. Um, is there anything I want to say? Not really. Um, we. I mean, I already told you my name is Boris. Um, I am Russian, um, which means that uh, underneath this outfit is a full-on Adidas tracksuit. Um, that is what's under there. And a lot of chest hair. If anyone needs some, feel free. I have way too much. Don't know what to do with it. Uh, you can't donate chest hair. That's the one thing they won't let you do. Locks of love will not take it. Which is kind of crazy. Like, you really expect me to believe there's no, like, patient in chemo somewhere who wouldn't love some chest hair. You're right. You're right. Okay. You're right. You're right. You know what? This room, I'm not doing well, but it's there. It's possible potential. A good comedian could do something with this. I'm glad we established that. That is important for my own self-esteem and uh, for the fun we're going to have tonight. All right. Well, you know what, guys? I don't want to do too much time. Make it loud for me because we're going to have fun tonight. Come on. Make it loud. Give that energy. Give that energy. Also, clap it up for Mutiny Radio for letting us do this. All right. I love that. Love it. Guys, your next comedian, very funny guy. Everyone make it loud for Michael Miles. You're not supposed to make a weird noise, I think, when you start like that. Trying to loosen it up. All right. How you guys doing? All right. It's way too loose now. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. All right, great. Um, so I think it's kind of weird how many passive-aggressive spiritual teachers are out there. I've been mean, like, okay, everyone, we're going to do a quiet group meditation. Uh, you don't have to participate. That's fine. That's okay. You can, you can talk if you want to. That is acceptable. Uh, just be aware that as the rest of us are quietly meditating, we will be quietly judging you. That is... I don't know if anyone's had that experience. I have. Um, uh, pointing is kind of is considered rude when people point, and I never really knew why that is until someone was pointing at me when they were talking, and I thought that was kind of odd. They were like, some people... <laughs> people do weird things. Like, some people have no control of their bowels. Really? Are, excuse me? Are you talking to me? No. Some people are chronic masturbators. Well, wait a minute. Who are you talking about exactly? It's a little bit weird. Um, and if the art of conversation is about getting to know the other person better, which it is, I think it's weird that we kind of circle the conversation back to ourselves. You know, it's like, it's really great to know you and I'd like to get to know you, and I'd like to get to know you better. Uh, uh, but I have noticed that a lot of your conversation is about you, most of your stories. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to circle the conversation back to myself and so then uh, we might find the conversation more fascinating. Okay, I'm going to work on that one. Um, certain people are better at certain jobs. Uh, introverts make great engineers. Extroverts make great douchebags. You know, so that's kind of nice. Okay, that's it for me, guys. Thanks. That's it. <laughs> I'll give it up for one more time, everybody. Come on. All right. Nice, nice, nice. I like this. I like this. We're having fun. Guys, your next comedian. Very funny. Everyone make it loud, real loud, for Hugo Stern. Hey, what's what's good, uh, Mutiny Radio? Um, I, had a, I had a knock on my door the other day, and I opened it, and it was a stranger. And I said, so, are you going to give me a spiel about joining the church? And he said, actually, 
I'm a sex offender. And I said, that's cool, man. So, are you going to give me a spiel about joining the church? I saw an ad the other day. Uh, it was by PETA. And it said, the poultry industry is the holocaust for chickens. Which is a very uh, bold claim. But I think it's a little bit insulting to uh, that uh, other holocaust. You know, the, uh, the one for people. And uh, you, you know the, the, the holocaust for people was a little worse because uh, it's just called the Holocaust, you know? It's like if you casually bring up the Holocaust in conversation, nobody says, wait, hold up. Which Holocaust are you talking about? The one for people or the one for chickens? Just, just so we're on the same page here. Um, I started writing a bucket list. I know I'm a little young to be writing one, but uh, uh, I have this habit of t uh, tending to mix alcohol with painkillers. So, yo, I, I could go out any day, you know? I'm, I'm planning ahead for the near future. Life is short, and drugs are exciting. Cool. First on the list, uh, I want to get my dick pic taken by a professional photographer. You know, like quality over quantity, guys. And plus, uh, my, uh, my apartment has very bad lighting, you know? Uh, makes it look small. I'm sure it's just the lighting, though. Um, next up, I want to I wanna make a bowl of just tomato sauce and pepperoni and call it pizza cereal. You know what? That one's yet to have a laugh. But I think, it, but I think, it's, a, I think it's a really cute joke, and, and that's what comedy's about, man. Fuck all this laughter bullshit. Last on my list, uh, next time I have sex, I want my girl to choke me, slap my ass, squirt on my face, and call me the Uber, man. Isn't it about time someone said that? Uh, a, little bit about, a little bit about myself. Uh, I am an alcoholic, uh, or if you're politically correct, I'm a person with an ethanol challenge. And uh, I have a friend who, who's a crackhead, and uh, for fun, we like to have these little debates where we uh, go back and forth about who has the harder habit to kick, right? And here's my argument. I think alcohol is harder to quit than crack because it's everywhere. It's the most accessible one. It's offered everywhere. It's convenient, right? Like, that shit is everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, let's say you go to a wedding, right? They're not going to have an open crack bar, right? I'm pretty sure that doesn't exist. Or let's say you're uh, ordering at a restaurant. The waiter never goes, so can we start you off with a nice crack rock? We got it fresh this morning, straight out of Harlem, New York. So how about it? And besides, if you really want to quit crack, all you got to really do is stop showing up at the Tenderloin at 3 in the morning and, and saying, please, can I have some more crack? That's really all you got to do, man. I, I, I can do that shit all day. That shit is easy. So, yeah, that's, that's why I'm winning the argument. Y'all have a good night. for him one more time come on oh we're having fun if i say it it's true that's how it works all right guys your next comedian very funny i will not even try no i will try i will say the last name i, I don't know i i don't know as a i mean my name is boris Kirko. it's an eastern european name my last name and everyone screws it up and so i always feel an obligation to uh pronounce people's names the right way um but yet I can feel I'm about to butcher this one. So let's see how I do. Guys, make it real loud for Capital Pitch Glow. 
All right, so first things first, capital Pilcrow. Go by capital. Second thing second, some comedy. So a few weeks ago, I started a new job in a little town, rich little town called Kensington, between Richmond and Berkeley. But we should call them Portland and Berkeley because Kensington makes them look like Oakland. Uh, Kensington is a place rich people go to escape and not even have to see, hear, or smell poor people anymore. Um, it's like it's a zombie movie, and the rich people are survivors, and they're trying to keep the poor people out, except instead of with guns, they just make everything super expensive. Um, which is a kind of fucked the world attitude that gets you rich in the first place, right? Like, uh, about a week ago, we had a lady come in and say we should charge more for an egg salad, because uh, this is a normal price for a classy kind of place. Like, it's not uh, mostly eggs and mayonnaise. Shouldn't eat more organic. We actually, we buy them over in Oakland, but we can't say that because they don't want anything from Oakland in Kensington at all. I can't wear my A's hat, it's real sad. Um, which is ironic, actually, because the only town I've ever heard of that's like Kensington is called Piedmont over in Oakland. That's right, in Oakland. Most towns are usually by other towns. This one's in Oakland. Because uh, it used to be part of Oakland, but they have more money than everybody else. Got a little arrogant, did what every rich person has always wanted to do, started their own goddamn town. Um, like the same way white people came to America and said, hey, this place is pretty cool, we'll take it. Those same white people struck again a couple hundred years later, and judging by the rent I gotta pay right now, I think they're expanding. Um, so basically my job is to make sandwiches for rich people and try my best to not poison them. Um, which you'd think would take some kind of toxic material, but really all you got to do is just fuck up their order. Um, rich people are used to getting the best of the best of the best, especially from minimum wage employees. Um, they can't handle it. Um, like we have a regular who buys the, tu tuna, ah, buys the tuna melt every day, right? Because rich people are methodical and extravagant like serial killers. And a week ago, I put her sandwich on the grill, and she does that tongue click, so I immediately knew she was gonna have an attitude, like, I just look at her like, okay, what's the problem? And she says, good, and I just, hmm. Yesterday I got a cold sandwich, and it's supposed to be a tuna melt. And right there I just wanted to turn the shit up and just burn her shit to a crisp and then give it to her. But I also wanna pay rent, so instead of getting hot and then fired, I just gave her some customer service, and I said, oh, I'm sorry if it happens again, let me know. It's a real easy fix. And she said, I ate it anyways. Why would you eat it anyways? I could just, if she didn't wait a day, she could have just told me and I could have melted it in 30 seconds. That's the easiest part of making the sandwich. But rich people don't like solutions. Rich people like order. Because order is always in their favor. That's called entitlement. And her next sentence was one of the most entitled things I've ever heard anybody say. What she said was, I don't want a refund or anything. I just want you to do what I paid you to do. Which is fair. She paid $8 for some tuna and melted cheese. That's simple, and I fucked it up. But she doesn't want any sympathy, because that's for poor people. And she doesn't want to fix anything, because she brought it up the day after. She just wants to make me feel bad, and I don't at all. Because no matter what she pays, I'm making $15 an hour. So if she's gonna eat it anyways and not do shit till the next day, I'm gonna just give her shit cold every day until she gets some manners. All right, that's everything I got. Thank y'all so much. Give it up for your host.
Guys, make it live for Capital. Give it up for him one more time. It's interesting. I feel like the hardest part about, like, as a job, like, making sandwiches and trying not to poison uh, rich people would be that you want to. Like, that's the, it's easily the hardest part. Like, I imagine you're making the sandwich. You're like, could just slip in some cyanide here. Could do some damage over here. It's actually, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's a, I, I felt where, okay, let me tell you what happened. I won't tell you what happened because he brought up sandwiches. And I, a week ago, got an email from the New York Times. They have this food department of the New York Times. And you can subscribe to an email list and they'll send you like interesting recipes, dishes you've never heard of, da, da, da. They sent me one that said, uh, American classic sandwich. The sandwich is an American classic. It was the headline. And then it was a peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Right? And I was like, well, I've never heard about this. Uh, but, like, it's a real, like, the website of the New York Times just looks, like, I'll believe it. Fuck yeah. And I, I, I made it. And it, you know what? Delicious. If I had a recommendation, fuck tuna melts. That lady doesn't need it. It's like, peanut butter and pickle sandwich, that's the way to go. And I thought it was delicious. I really did. And then the, later the day, I went to the bathroom, and I found out why no one eats <laughs> peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. The digestive system is not prepared for that. Yeah, you you should <laughs> instead of poisoning instead of you know what's worse than cyanide uh, peanut butter with pickles just throw that in a sandwich that'll really do some damage. Well, I repeated the same thing I just said six seconds ago because comedy's hard. Guys, make it real live for the person manning the booth, George D. Smith. Make it live for him. Come on! What a what an unfocused host I am. Boy, boy, am I bad at what I do. Isn't that some relatable comedy? Hey, you ever uh, you ever do something bad? Woo! No, I'm kidding. Um, your next comedian uh, shares the same last name as a, a former president of this uh, of this country. Give it up for Keith Obama. No, it's not Obama. Give it up for Keith Nixon. Give it up for Keith Nixon, everybody. Oh, fuck yeah. Guys, keep it going for him. Come on. Yeah, there we go. It's another bad week for me, so these are horrible times. And uh, usually the only thing that seems to work is to come down here and talk about suicide with other other uh, comics so I feel like um, I had to do it again this week obviously I, I shouldn't you know there's nothing funny about suicide oh okay um, uh, let's see what else can we uh, get into here um, this morning uh, I was I was I didn't like this morning because I was slut shamed by a morning person. And um, I don't know if any of us here are morning people. I don't want to, I don't want to believe that any of us are morning people. I have cancer personally, so I'm not a morning person. I like to get up around the crack at noon. Actually, I think work is for chumps entirely. And I, I don't like to work, but somebody mentioned earlier, we have to pay our rent and, um, I'm one of those people that has rent, and uh, I live in a top floor of a of a house up a. They used to call it a garret. It's the same word that the 
they put over a person's neck when they strangle them and kill them. You know, that thing that garret, when they garret somebody. But I think that one ends in an OT and living in a garret, the one that's the uh, attic that can't really be used as an apartment, but that's used as an apartment because everybody's renting every space they have. That one ends in an ET. I think I have that correct. I think the garret that kills people is an OT. And the Garrett that slowly kills people from, from a cramped living space ends in an ET. But I'm not sure about that. I just want to put it out there. So, so the other thing is, so when, when I'm coming home from work, what do I see now but more and more and more homeless people living there? And so I have to feel grateful, of course, about living in a Garrett. And it's no problem. I do. I feel grateful to have a job in this economy in any way whatsoever. This great economy that we keep hearing about, this wonderful, great economy that's leading to more and more homeless and shitting on the street. It's fantastic, all right. And so I was talking with a friend yesterday about what, what would we have to do to help some of these people get out of here. And then I thought, well, one of the things we could do is go back in time and kill Reagan before he became governor and turned all the homeless people out of the mental, you know, closed all the mental institutions and put people out on the street that have nowhere else to fucking go. That'd be one thing we could do. And then how about let's have some intermediate care for people that, well, they were pretty sane before they were homeless, which could be me, by the way, next week. Who knows, you know? Depends how my boss feels about me that week. One of the things we could do is help people that were pretty sane before they were homeless, but after they've been homeless for a couple of years, been raped a couple of times, had all their stuff taken in the middle of the night, been attacked by the police and so on, now they are fucking crazy. So pretty much anybody would be. So to spend all that money and we expect a city to do it? No, the government's got to do it on a much bigger scale. The federal government's got to get involved in this and... That's just something I wanted to put on a mic somewhere, somehow, is that the federal government has to care about the homeless people. And I guess that'll start any minute now. That'll start just, we'll just sit here and wait till the federal government cares about the homeless people that are out there. <laughs> yes, I know I don't belong here. The cancer's a dead giveaway. So the other day I was driving home drunk out of the mountains, so I was drunk again, on the wrong side of the road. And I turn my lights off to make a difficulty factor higher. And the other thing I like to do when I'm driving drunk out of the mountains on the wrong side of the road is cut across the lanes, too, like that with the lights off. Sorry. I said that in the wrong order. Drunk, mountains, lights off, but then cut across the lanes. That's always fun to see what happens. But I'm not suicidal, goddammit. All right. Let's see, let's see what family members, no, nobody wants to hear about family members. We don't want to talk about family members. Let's see, let's see, another, oh, I know another cure for depression. Let's see, let's see somebody in here who's got depression. Let's take all of the money from every oppressor that you've ever had in your life, take all the money from them and give it to you, and you can also... No, that's not very nice, then. It doesn't work out well to take things from other people and then give them to you, and then so there's a, there's a party in the, 
in office right now in uh, Washington that does that kind of shit. I forgot about that. It's already being done. Never mind. I didn't come up with that. All right, you guys. Well, I see everyone's laughing and rolling over laughing. And, and I know Boris is here. And I think he said his last name was Shkirk. It was, it was Russian. And we hate, we can't, we can't tolerate these Russians. You know, they're all out to get us right now. Everywhere we go, we got to look around behind us because everybody's out to get us, right? The terrorists, the Russians, everyone's out to get us. So look out for Boris because he's coming back up on stage. Come on, give it up for him. After this mic, we're all going to take this thing of money. We're going to go and we're going to feed the homeless people of San Francisco. You know, it's funny. As I say that, obviously I can't take this, but I do. That does make me want to go and uh, volunteer and do some good shit. I want to, like, go. I want to, like, go feed the homeless, Cole. Is that not a... Am I crazy? I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Oh, well, I'm realizing uh, this is a live, uh, like, he said something crazy, and then, like, oh, I guess I'm... <laughs> Could have sworn I wasn't, but I'm crazy. Nice. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, you would never believe this. Guess who, guess the first name of your next comedian. Just guess a word from your set. Like, just pick the most common word from your set. Boris. No, it wasn't Boris. You said another word more frequently than Boris. No, it wasn't homeless. Your next comedian. No, give me one more. You guys, I think, I think this is going to be the one. Cancer. No, it's Garrett. It's Garrett. Guys, make it real loud for your next comedian. Garrett Dorridge. Yeah, that that was perfect and awkward. And uh, I'm Garrett with ETT. What do I do, man? <laughs> Kill my life. Drive everyone away. I like uh, when no one's sitting in the front row because it reminds me of home because it's empty. That's where. Okay. Empty of laughs in here as well. Perfect. <laughs> Is this not on? Even the guy in the back's not laughing. He's been laughing at everything. That's the one thing I was counting on. And now the haunting laughter from the back. And now I see him. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. That's cool in here? Cool. What else can you do? Can I slam heroin on stage? Is that cool? Maybe. Why not? That's fine. All right, cool. Yeah, this guy's down. All right. I lost everybody. Uh, <laughs> hey, physical. I'm a physical comedian, guys. I, I traveled here, so I didn't bring my props. That's the problem today. That was the, that's the issue. I went on an impromptu date today, actually, guys. You shouldn't clap. I'm here. So, uh, like, right? I did get a number, though. That was fun. She's kind of crazy. I'm going to do hearing with her later. Cool. I like it here. I'm just traveling, like I said. Uh, my favorite part, my favorite uh, mic that I w moment that I went to, I was just, uh, a comedian was on stage and a guy, like a full gimp suit, walked by. Right? No riffing, nothing. Just like that. <laughs> that's, that's how it goes over here. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then a dog came in and everybody went crazy. I was like, I don't know. All right. Dog punchline, no good. Check. Gimps, yes. Staying in the tenderloin, that's been fun, right? I bet you guys like to talk about that. Uh, I saw a prostitute on the way home and then another one right next to her and the one had to remind her to like talk to me, 
which I don't know if I should feel good or bad about that, or just walked in on the prostitute training program. I wasn't sure. Okay, that one's bad too. Out. I just made it up. Can you just say that on the jokes that work and they don't? And they just, I just made that one up right now. I just wrote that right here, guys. That's why it was bad, not me. <laughs> That's why. That was the problem. Wait, no one's ever made jokes about prostitutes in the tenderloin before, right? I'm the first. If you have that premise, it's gone. I made it right here. Throw it out. You have it? Throw that shit out. No, you're, you're probably a better comic than me. That's so you don't. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Who cares? We'll be fine. The good thing is being recorded, right? Is it? It doesn't matter either way. I like this place. Cool. Oh, this is the thing I've been seeing in the city. Is it a city ordinance to have disco balls in every room? That's what I've seen everywhere I go. Do you guys have them in your bedrooms? No? I almost had a seizure in the bathroom, too. Have you been in there? Fuck. I've never had seizure problems before until there. I was too high for that. That was the problem. I'm here for a work conference. I've spent more time at open mics than I did in the conference. Is that good? My boss wouldn't like that. But you know what? He didn't come. <laughs> I didn't learn anything. I'm selfish. That's what I've learned. Uh, I'm a single dad. Would you believe me? Sure. Would you believe me that I only have part-time custody of my daughter? Yeah, see how you're more enthusiastic for the second part? Yeah, that's what I get. Uh, I went to CCSF a long time ago. It's nice to come back. It's like, hey, that's the first place I dropped out of college. All right. <laughs> How many do you think I dropped out of? Oh, thank you, sir. It was six. <laughs> I made my parents happier every time I did it. I made it, though, guys. Here I am. I made it. All right. Okay. Dating, uh, I'm dating women, and I'm being more honest with them now that I've uh, ruined a family once, so... Be more honest, right? And it's been nice. It's been better relationships. Like this latest girl I dated, it only took her a month and a half to realize I was a piece of shit. Not four years. Okay. I didn't even take her to a mic either. All right. What else do we got? Baby stuff? Baby stuff usually does well. I have a three-year-old, uh, and my ex texted me the other day, and she said, our daughter, this is hard, dude. I don't blame you. It's like this. I'm going to ruin my joke, ruin all the momentum I had of zero where you could hear the flies buzzing. I'm just looking at them. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, I have a three-year-old, and my ex texted me, and she said, Garrett, our daughter just looked at our dog and said, you are a stupid cunt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? But the dog did chew up her toy, so points for proper context, right? And then my ex texted me, and she said, Garrett, uh, do you use this kind of language around our daughter? said, no, Angela, we don't ever talk about you over here. Ah, yeah, zinger. I like that one. I like saying the word cunt sometimes. It's funny. Sometimes you, you can feel the audience when if I said it too much. They're like, that's, you only get three, buddy. <laughs> it's not too many. You guys are cool, though. What else are you doing? How long do we do here? 20, 25 minutes? Would you like to hear my uh, audition for my Netflix special? I got. I'm only. I'm only doing the 30. Is that cool? All right. I want to. Minimum. That's it. Ah, fuck. Okay, I'll do 55. Is that cool? There's a host in my scene, and he just goes for like 25 minutes at a time, taking everybody hostage. It's. 
It's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I don't give a fuck about any of you. Like, yeah, we know. <laughs> we see it every week. All right, well, that's cool. Then, uh, uh, sorry, that's cool. And then I was going to do, finish real quick. Uh, um, I have a daughter, like I said, a one-bedroom apartment is all I can afford. So when I bring a woman over, uh, they say, hey, Garrett, where does your daughter sleep? And I have to be like, oh, just in that bed I'm about to fuck you in. No laughs and no sex in that bed. Thanks, guys. My name is Garrett Orch. Give it up for Boris. Hey, One more time for Garrett. Where, Garrett, where do, you, uh, where do you come from? What scene do you come from? Let's put this host on blast. Whoever's doing 23 minutes in the city of Orange County. Orange County. Oh, nice. L.A. I was, wow, I, I was going to be like, maybe he's from Kansas City. I don't know why. I was thinking Kansas City for no reason. For no reason. Not strange? Strange. I'm crazy. Cole, we've established I'm crazy. It's okay. The Russians are out to get all of us. Not only our elections, but our mutiny radio open mics. <laughs> Times are desperate, my friends. We are trying to infiltrate anything we can. Um, but yeah. Guys, your next comedian, very funny. Everyone make it real loud. Clap those hands for Rich Alpert. Thank you, Boris. And hello, Mutiny. So um, I just uh, pumped my septic tank out yesterday. And you know how they say uh, shit doesn't flow uphill? Well, I learned that uh, it does if you pump it. <laughs> okay. Just uh, life's observation if you uh, have a septic tank. <laughs> um, you know, we live in... Uh, no, let's do this. Um, I just got back uh, from a trip to Las Vegas. I don't know. H has anybody here been to Las Vegas or through Las Vegas? I mean, it's an amazing place, right? Amazing place. I stayed in one of those giant hotels with a humongous casino that was filled with people like 24-7. And I observed uh, that this was an incredible cross-section of America just uh, the essence of diversity. And when I was looking out over this casino with all these people of different ethnic backgrounds, you know, different sexual orientations, people of color, I realized, and they were all after a piece of the American dream, right, uh, in a casino. So I realized very quickly that... Um, there was one, one overriding, profound characteristic of all these people. Bad judgment. So I was looking out of past my you know, life when I was a kid. And, um, uh, I used to, you know, if I was self-pleasuring myself, I, the, the worst thing that I could think of uh, happening was, uh, you know, getting caught. Now, mm, I'd have to go with cramp. I was uh, checking out REI's event calendar recently, and I don't know if anybody of you know about this, but this past Sunday was National Hammock Day. 
And I cannot imagine anything more riveting than, than uh, promoting a, a product by watching people swing and sleep in the breeze. I think that uh, next year, they should probably rename this and spice it up a little bit and call it, How Are They Hanging Day? Okay. So I'm originally from back east, and I came out to San Francisco to go to the Institute of Art to become a sculptor. And uh, they require that you take uh, art history classes. Do you know what I found out? I learned that the great painter, Vincent Van Gogh, only sold one picture in his lifetime. And that was of his sister with a donkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm a big Netflix documentary fan, and I came across one that was really interesting. It was called Gringo, The Dangerous Life of John McAfee, who was the computer antivirus uh, genius. And it was reported in the news that when he moved to Central America, he was having sex he had sex with young women by having them shit in his mouth. Oh, what an image. Doesn't make him a bad guy, though. But it certainly does give a new meaning to the phrase shit-faced. I don't see anybody could get into that or get off on that. The only image that I can think of that might be more disgusting than that would have been Kim Jong-un holding hands with Trump, both wearing thongs. Photograph from behind. Okay, not so bad. Somebody mentioned uh, meditation here before, and I've been into uh, meditation for you know, a lot of years, and uh, once, I entered a, an extreme meditation contest. Took everybody there about nine days to realize there was no finish line. They love that at the Buddhist convention. <laughs> I was an invited guest there to meditate, and it was great. I didn't have to write anything. All I had to do was sit. My brother started meditating. But he came to me and he said, uh, hey, you know, Rich, uh, I, I can't get a meditation thing get going because it's not, I can't find a place that's quiet enough and calm enough. And I said to him, I said, if you want to meditate and you want to stare into the great void of nothingness, try doing stand-up comedy at open mics. <laughs> hey, thanks very much. My name's Rich Alpert. Give that for one more time. Rich. You know, the whole thing about John McAfee, yeah. is that that's what he liked having uh, people shit in his mouth? Wow. That is, explains that antivirus system, doesn't it? Not the best. Not the best. Not very secure. All right. Well, that was worth it. I am, I, all of you, all of you, there's a weird energy. I feel like there's so much judgment going on because I'm be being weird today. I don't feel like I'm that weird. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Rich. <laughs> Me and you, man. Yeah. 
And John McAfee with shit in his mouth. That's all this. All right, guys, you're next to me, very funny guy. Everyone, make it real loud for the very funny Cole Chapman. <laughs> Boris, everybody. No, no. Give it up for Boris. No. No. There we go. <laughs> I like that. That pause where they're like, oh, we got it. We have to. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're here, We're here with you. Like how you're like, uh, I'm being weird today. It's like, dude, you're weird every day, man. <laughs> so that's just how it goes, man. It's just how it goes. Sorry. Uh, John McAfee shitting and, and people. You're like infatuated with the young girls part. How young are we talking? You're like, young girls. It's like, that's not the weird part, dude. <laughs> it's like he's got a log in his mouth through a hammock. I saw the movie. <laughs> it's a good movie, though. How, how young? No, not, not your age. <laughs> I'm not asking how old you are. Maybe you're older than I thought. Jesus Christ, you're going to see now. Uh, no, what, uh, how old were the girls that are shitting in his mouth? Oh, how old were they? They were like uh, 18. Oh, well, then fucking this dude's killing it. <laughs> Dude, there's nothing wrong with that. If he's going to get an 18-year-old to shit in his mouth, it's like, God damn, I would too. You ever try it? <laughs> no, I'm not uh, Don't knock it till you try it, my friend. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Out here just shitting on shitting in mouths. It's like, come on, man. Open your mind, dude. Uh, <laughs> I like your uh, sweatshirt. Uh, it's like uh, my last DMT trip, man. <laughs> shit is crazy. <laughs> shit is wild. It's like I'm looking right into God's eyeball. Okay, uh, let's talk about something. What do we want to talk about? Um, uh, uh, oh, speaking of Russians, uh, we got a friend. Oh, wait, I want to talk about that, uh, uh, that peanut butter pickle sandwich <laughs> for a minute. What the fuck? Hold on. Why do they call it American class? Like, just because it's an American class doesn't mean it's good. You know what I mean? Like, racism is American classic. It's like, I'm not going to go bring that out. Like, you remember this thing? It's like, yeah, it's still happening, motherfucker. God damn it. Shut up. Okay. Um, so is slavery. Let's talk about more American classics. Let's talk about them. Um, no. Uh, Russians. Russians are scary. Uh, something happened to me over the weekend. Uh, I got a... Yeah. It, what they are, man. <laughs> Hacking our and look, just look at Boris. You're not scared. You look at him. You're like that could be me, maybe. Jesus Christ, I could be hosting this thing. I gotta stay here for another hour. My God, <laughs> fuck that. Um, no, man, Russians are, uh, are, are are scared. I got hacked this last weekend. Yeah, whoa, yeah, by Russians, dude. It was crazy. Uh, yeah, they sent us a indecent photo. They took a used my webcam, take an indecent photo of me, and they sent it to somebody. Uh, and uh, the I uh, I can't I can't believe that happened. You know I can't believe uh, they believe that excuse. You know what I mean? That was crazy. How dare she? How dare she? She should know better. Two a.m. Russians aren't. When do when do Russians go to sleep? Is it two a.m.? Could I get away with that? Little tipsy like you up. That's what they send. <laughs> you you up? Nah. Um. Yeah, man. No, it is crazy. Uh, home security's fun. Uh. Uh. I had a. I had to look after my parents' house uh, not too long ago because uh, they were off traveling Europe, which is nice. They got this new security camera system all around the house. Uh, it's kind of fucked up, though, because it's uh, on the inside of the house, not the outside of the house. Um, and I thought about it because I was like, well, you know, if you're like on the inside, you've got probably get a better look of like who's creeping through your door. Uh, but the weird thing about this thing is uh, you can use your phone to like check what the camera is seeing. And then you can even call so you can have your voice go through the camera and I guess like scare them away or something. I tell them like, hey, le put that down. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the point is to this. Uh, mostly because I realized that you're going to use your voice to intimidate 
criminals, perhaps burglars, perhaps killers. And I don't know if a uh, speakerphone call from my mom is really going <laughs> to send them running the other way. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're creeping around my house. And my mom's like, don't you do that. They're like, okay, Mrs. Chapman, we'll believe. Well, so we're very sorry to disturb you. Sorry about that. It was kind of fucked up uh, when I realized that the cameras weren't necessarily for the security uh, against burglars and killers. They're actually for me. That was weird. Um, yeah, I was in my house. I was sitting there. I was watching TV. I had a drink in my hand. Uh, went to go change the channel. I put the drink down. Picked up the remote control. I'm going to change the channel. Then uh, out from behind me, um, a McDonald's drive through version of my mom just says, uh, so we're not using coasters anymore? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like turned around. There was just like that camera looking back at me like Hal, Hal 9000 from 2001. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, well, mom, you're in Europe right now. He's like, yeah, we're in Europe. But I mean... We got we go table shopping too. It's fine. Like we don't have to go on a vacation. We can just go look for a new table. It's it's all right. You don't have to. Uh, I'll just cut that last part out. I was doing okay before then. Hey Ian, how you doing? Hey, I heard you were number three. Yeah. All right. Ah! I'll just. <laughs> <sighs> so much for that guy. Um, waka waka. Uh, what do I want to talk about? Um, oh, by the way, this mic has been hot. <laughs> Hot all night, all night, baby. Um, hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I saw this uh, billboard the other day. It's get, they're getting too creative. These billboards. I don't like them. Uh, I saw one uh, that said, uh, uh, "Hey, kick your phone. Make that your goal." It was World Cup themed, you know. Uh, and I was like, "That is hilarious." I almost crashed my car trying to take a picture of that thing. <laughs> Waka. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just throwing everything at the wall here. Like, is this a shitty premise? It is. Let's see it. Ah, it's still shitty. Okay. Um, look at that. Would you look at that? Um, I'm looking at my dark phone. There's not even notes, but I'm like hoping it'll just turn back on and be like, I got you, friend. Just, like Clippy will just show up. Like, I see you're struggling on stage. <laughs> Perhaps I could just throw a few street jokes at you. Sorry, <laughs> Dear friend. Um, is there one last thing I want to do? Because I'm pretty sure I am over my camera. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, give it up for Boris, everybody. Yay! Hey, so funny. Make it laugh for him. Come on. Validation, approval. We love it. I love it. I want it. I want it. I want it for all of you. Want it for all of us? Nice. All right, open mic comedy. Nice. Here's the thing, you know, Cole was talking about Russians, and like we know that Russia interfered in the 2016 election, and we're we that's all we hear about now is how they're trying to interfere in everything else. And uh, as someone who was born in Russia, uh, on behalf of all Russians, uh, I just feel like we're like yeah we meddled, but like we're just trying to learn how democracy works. That's my take. That is the type of spin that should get me hired in this administration. All right, let's get political. Now, um, I am, um, guys, I, I think what, I mean, I think what's happening politically in this country is pretty terrible. You know, like, I think what Hillary Clinton is doing to this country is disgusting. You know? <laughs> All right, no. I love it. I hate it. I love it. Yeah, standing up. Over the radio waves, they're going to think mutiny is just a, a hotbed of conservatism in the Bay Area if we just, like, yell into this. Like, 
Trump is right. And then it's just like a roaring, like, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. It was him earlier that was like, he's crazy being me. And now I'm getting it from you, Ian. Nice. Guys, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Love you. All right. Well, this is weird. Guys, your next comedian. Very funny. He was here earlier because uh, I came a little late. Everyone make it real loud, real loud, real, real, real loud for Matthew Quirk. <laughs> Thank you, Generalissimo Skirko, for bringing me up to this stage. Give it up for little Nikita there, being so nice to us. Little Nikita, nobody, come on. Anyway, guys, I want to get serious here for a minute. Um, have I been nice enough to Boris Skirko? I mean, they're taking over. We need, we need someone to translate what they're yelling at us, our Russian overlords. It's inevitable. Anyway, how about all the old guys at this mic? Jeez. Fuck. Is it creeping you guys like that? It's creeping me out, man. It's creeping me out. Anywho, uh, give it up for Garrett. I liked your set, man. You gave a whole new definition to choking to fucking death, man. It's brand new. That was a double callback, man. Because he was talking about it, too. Brilliance. This brilliance I'm laying out here, guys. So, anywho. How about them Ruskies, huh? So, anywho. All this political shit has just got my juices flowing, as you can see. It's really got me all spurred up again to get back behind my original political movement. You guys remember, right? Ginger lives matter. Yeah, it's current again. Even recently, the White House said that uh, just because you're a redhead doesn't mean you're a Russian spy. And for once, they're saying something that I can get behind. My girl, Sarah Sanders, speaking the truth to me. Yeah, Ginger Lives Matter, man. Hashtag Ginger Lives Matter. I'm talking about the other red meat. I know there's a lot of hashtag Lives Matter out there, right? It's easy to get confused. But most of that shit's just a struggle for acceptance, right? The gingers, man, we're actually struggling for our very survival. I saw this thing on Facebook where they're trying to get all the gingers to meet at Dolores Park one Saturday. Do you know how fucking sunny it gets at Dolores Park? They're trying to wipe us out in one fucking move, man. That was some bullshit. And now that they're studying the human genome, all my fucking nerdy friends are sending me these articles about how many generations are left till we're just bred out of existence and our remnants are just the highlights in some lucky chick's hair, and that's it. <laughs> Some bullshit, man. That's why I'm a science denier. All right, I'll throw that one out. So, anywho, uh, yeah, but uh, I got to tell you, man, I got to fight for my people, right? I got to take that word back, right? Because I've been hearing you white people use the G word just a, too, just a little too liberally out there on the streets. That's our word. You can't say it. And I don't want to hear this shit. My cousin's a ginger, so I can say it. That's bullshit. 
And I want to hear like, oh, my brother's a ginger, so it's cool. I can say it. No, you cannot say it. And I sure as fuck don't want to hear this. I said ginger, not ginger. So it's cool. It's not cool, man. That's enough to make a ginger snap. Oh. Uh, signs of life out there. I'm going to do this next bit anyway, even though it works better if there's a woman in the crowd, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you represent the state now. You are to provide for us good comrades these days. All right, anyway, so there's a solution, right? You're worried about what's going to happen to the gingers, right? We're going to go extinct, right? But there's a solution that you're not going to hear from fucking no politician. So I'm going to have to say it. Please fuck a ginger. Tonight would be great. Damn, that could have been a chick, right? Perfect timing, right? No. What's the time here? You got a minute left. A minute? That was supposed to end perfectly with this uproarious laughter. All right. All right, give it back up for your host, Boris Skirko. Good man, Matthew Quirk. Who is oppressing gingers these days? Everybody. No one. It's like the occasional YouTube star who has nothing else to talk about. Also, from my understanding, from my understanding, uh, like ginger hair is a recessive gene, which means that like it can be there could be like two people that aren't gingers have a kid that's not a ginger. That one meets another person, not a ginger. And eventually, you just get one ginger. Just out of nowhere. You get one ginger. Which I imagine the first ginger that ever existed, that must have been crazy. And the parents must have been like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I think every week they were like, if, if they die today, like, we had a sign. Okay, what, what is happening? What, why am I bought? Why? Why do I do this? What is an open mic? Why do we do this to ourselves? Who is happy? No one is. I can feel it. I like energy. I can feed off of yours, and I don't like it, and I don't know if I'm doing it to you or you're doing it to me. I don't know. This is live breakdown on stage. Ian does not look even remotely interested in me. Ian, what's wrong? How are you? Are you okay? You're tired. I'm tired, too. Do you guys want to go take a nap? Like all of us, like individual, not to get, never mind. Um, I didn't mean, okay, but you, you know, you, 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 you know, you, you, you know, guys, <laughs> your next comedian, he's a, he's a very funny guy. He's a, a, a very funny guy. Uh, uh, ah, whatever. I'm not going to do anything. Guys, no, actually, yeah, I love Ian. Everyone make it real loud for the very funny Ian Levy. <laughs> Oh, oh, thank you very much for that uh, introduction. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've, I've recently come to the conclusion, uh, when it comes to art, I like, or no, I don't like uh, going to art museums, uh, but I love going uh, to museum gift shops. Uh, because it comes out of the choice. You can either pay $30 uh, to see all the art, or for free, you can see the same art uh, through the medium of tote bags and coffee mugs. So that's my, it's the same stuff, really. 
It's a weird art, art museum. Sometimes I don't think they always get the point. The last art exhibit I went to was a Keith Haring exhibit, the D. Young. I don't know if you know Keith Haring's work. He had a lot of anti-consumerist, uh, anti-capitalist paintings. Uh, and at the end of the exhibit, you had to leave through the gift shop. Uh, and the museum had taken one of his anti-consumerist paintings uh, and put it on the side of a beer koozie. Uh, and I just couldn't help but wonder if the museum had maybe slightly missed the point uh, of his artwork. I, who is that for? Who is going, oh, you think I'm a capitalist pig? Clearly, uh, you have not seen my foam beverage holster. That is, I just don't know. Who's, I raise my room temperature fist in protest to capitalism, for I am an anarchist with sensitive hands. That's... It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't do very well under pressure, I found. Uh, I work in a cafe. I have to make uh, latte art all day. If I'm left to my own devices, the latte art will come out looking like a nice little flower, right? But the second my manager is watching me, it all goes wrong. Like just the other day, my manager is looking right over my shoulder. And I'm just trying my hardest to just do the little tulip. Uh, and I tried and tried and tried. And when I looked down... I had accidentally, uh, in the latte art, written, uh, Bill Cosby did nothing wrong. And I was just like, oh, oh God, I don't, my manager was like, you can't put that out. I was like, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I'm sorry. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> I am a, I'm a millennial. Pause for <laughs> applause. Uh, some people, uh, some people say that millennials uh, are the worst generation ever. Uh, to that I say, have you uh, met old people? Because uh, it is not a great demographic. I'm sorry. There's every person who's ever told me that millennials are terrible just has a bit of mustard on the side of their mouth. Like every single one is like, if we're so great, how come you, you can't even get condiments off your face? Come on, do better. My my dad is so inept at using technology. Right? I, I have to Skype him. Uh, he's so bad at using Skype, I no longer know what the bottom half of his face looks like anymore. He's just a, a nose and two eyeballs. That is all I've seen of my father in 10 years. So <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird time. Uh, I watched a video online recently of this guy uh, explaining that God created men to go out into the world and uh, hunt food and provide for their families and he created women to stay home and take care of children. Uh, but I happen to know in the case of lions, right? It's actually the female lions that go out and get the food and the male lions stay behind with the children, uh, which makes me wonder why do lions, uh, defy God? <laughs> I just don't understand these blasphemous lions going against the way our Lord intended these radical feminist lions. Uh, I don't know. Lions hate religion. Just the other day I was hanging out with a lion. Uh, and the lion sneezed, and I was like, bless you. And the lion's like, oh, I'm an atheist. And I was like, oh, fucking shit, I'm sorry. No, no you know that. A lion's favorite pastime uh, is drawing the prophet Muhammad. They just, it's like, I won't stand for it. I think it's wrong, frankly. <laughs> People will die. These lions are like, no. <laughs> they have too much pride. <laughs> <laughs> Dear, that's terrible. <laughs> I went back to my uh, cafe uh, the other day. I was working this morning, and I was determined 
uh, not to fuck up the latte art. And then my manager came in and I was like, oh, fuck. So I start pouring again, uh, just just determined to do a, uh, a little flower. Uh, and this time, when I looked down, I realized I had accidentally drawn uh, a lion crucifying Jesus. And I was just like, oh, no, there's no winning. Oh, my God. I'm just a fucking monster. So it's terrible, guys. Uh, I think my problem with dating uh, is I don't smoke. I don't think smoking's cool necessarily, but I do think asking uh, women if they have a light is a good way to strike up a conversation in the real world, right? So now what I've started doing, I haven't started smoking. Uh, I've just started carrying a sparkler with me at all times uh, so I can approach strange women and go, oh, excuse me, do you have a light? Uh, you may find this hard to believe, but I am single. Yeah. And if I really like them, I don't use a sparkler. I use a piccolo peat, which is one of the screaming fireworks. So I go, excuse me, do you have a light? Uh, your eyes remind me of the night sky. I actually uh, went on a date with a woman recently, uh, and I, I, I really liked her. I guess she didn't feel the same way because she stopped returning my text messages. Um, and I told a friend about this, and my friend said, hey, uh, well, now on the bright side, uh, you can write a fun little comedy bit about being ghosted. Uh, and I thought about that. I was like, you know, I uh, would rather have a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not made of sparklers here. So I think, okay, that's my time. one more time come on clap for him you do have mustard on your mouth matthew quirk you know it's a the interesting thing i actually i work with someone that was a that no that's uh out the, not not a comedian but someone that knows ian or they, they went to the cafe that ian works at and they were like do you know this guy because he does stand up and i was like yeah ian's hilarious i love ian and then she was like a He's actually kind of like funnier than you. And I'm like, no, he's not. Uh. I was so, I was like, he's the best. And then I was like, I wish I didn't say it. What would you say? What'd you say? Call, call. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I'm yelling into the mic. <laughs> um, Ian, I think you would do a great job of uh, running a, I think you could run like a really good comedy show at the zoo. The San Francisco Zoo. I feel like that'd be a very. I think that lion bit would kill. Um, I think that'd be a great. You know, sometimes you have thoughts and then you're like, "Let me say them," and they're not funny, and that's okay, right? Right. Look, who needs energy? Who needs momentum? What you expect? Comedy? You want this to be easy? I'm kidding. Why? Am I even? All right, guys. <laughs> it's such a strange day, and I don't know why. Thank you for, for hanging out. Um, your next comedian, very funny. Everyone, please clap those hands real loud for Wyatt. Hey, what's up? I'm saying some shit. Uh, my friends and I used to. My friends and I experimented sexually during high school. It sounds cool, but I was a control group. People always think uh, people always think I'm trustworthy when in reality, like they shouldn't trust me at all. Like the other day, I was at this bar, and this girl who I had never met before comes up to me, and she's like, "Hey, there's this really creepy guy hitting on me. 
can you pretend to be my boyfriend so he'll go away? And I was like, yeah, like, of course, like, of course I would do that for you. So anyway, a little bit later, I see her there at the bar and there is this guy just aggressively hitting on her. So I go up to him and I'm like, hey, asshole, that's my girlfriend. How about a three-way? Yeah, don't fucking trust me, is what I'm saying. I don't know. I really hate it when I'm watching a movie and the black guy dies first. But other than that, I really enjoy BBC necrophilia porn. I remember I, I said that at a show. And it was like three-fourths black audience. And then there was a black lady right up front, maybe 50 years old. And she just looked up to me after that. And she's like, no. <laughs> it was so funny. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, some people think Jesus was white from all the blood loss. It's true. I don't know. I remember when I was little, I always used to get so mad at my uncle because he'd always make his nose disappear into my mom's used panties and be like, ah, don't do that. Fucking, fucking the female body astounds me, dude. Like, my girlfriend has life growing inside of her. Yeast. She has a fucking yeast infection. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know. I was uh, I was at the optometrist the other day. I think if I were an optometrist, I would make my advertisements blurry. That's, just, that's stupid. But I I found out. Thanks, man. I got him to look out for his notebook. That's dope. This is what you want. Um. Uh, yeah. I was at the optometrist, and then the dude told me I had to get glasses, and my insurance would pay for half my glasses. And I was like, okay, then I'll get a monocle. <laughs> that's cool. I don't have any more optometrist fucking jokes. <laughs> more. More. <laughs> more. All right. I was, uh, I was at the doctor, and then the doctor was like, please take off your pants. I have to examine you. I was like, but you're my eye doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the doctor was like, no, I'm your girlfriend. This is role play. You're fucking ruining it, Wyatt. This was up. I have no more now. I was shitty anyways. Oh, no. <sighs> I, I just, this is not a joke. I just realized this, like, uh, for pedophiles, like, prison is hell, but juvie's heaven, you know? It's like, they want to go to juvie, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. My family's cursed. Every single one of my relatives over 80 years old has died on their birthday. And they all had the same cause of death. My birthday punches. <laughs> Fucking world famous. This is true. I don't know. Let's see what else I wanted to say. Oh yeah, I live in I live in New York now, and I like it when I'm in California because I get to go to In and Out. We don't have that in New York. It's really nice. But I was kicked out of In and Out for not knowing the secret menu. I asked a waitress for doggy style. That's fucking stupid. I hate my life. <laughs> I rushed through that because I thought it was stupid. Why did Why did I open my phone and then just look at one joke and then put it back in my pocket? What the fuck was the point of that? <laughs> I write I write uh, Fifty Shades of Grey fanfic. It's it's not erotic. It's just about his company. It's like a Fortune 500 fan. <laughs> I think that's why. I remember I was watching the uh, the Food Network with my mom the other day, and uh, it was like Iron Chef or some competition like that. And uh, this woman had just won the entire competition, and she was making a speech, and she was like, "I just want to show little girls out there that can they can be celebrity chefs too." And I was like, 
I agree with the sentiment, but like no one's ever said like a lot of paths aren't open to women, you know, but I didn't think celebrity chef was one of them. I just thought it was such a ridiculous thing for her to say, you know, I was just like, you're the fucking, you never heard of Rachel Ray or Martha Stewart or shit. It's like, it was so many. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I remember I was at the airport and this dude was like making, he was like fucking freaking out because he didn't have a window seat on the airport all because he was the pilot. Uh, and that was dumb too. I didn't know what kind of delivery to use that. Ah, here's what we're doing. Jesus Christ, this feels long. I have really immature friends. Thank you. Every time I pass out drinking, they draw a forehead on my penis. And I'm uncircumcised. So they like pull back, drawn on the pink part. <laughs> it was weird. I don't know. I have to use one of the fine Sharpies. You know why? Uh, I, uh, shit, well, so I want to say, oh yeah, I lost my virginity at 19 years old. Yeah. I mean, I'm 18 now, but I'm really excited. <laughs> maybe, maybe after this mic, I don't know. Uh, I'm good. I'm like, I'll see. One more time, again. I like it. Nice. Um, you know, I, what always bugs me about those uh, TV shows where they cook and stuff, they spend literally like. Out of like 22 minutes that you're allowed of airtime, 20 minutes will be spent cooking, two minutes will be spent by the judges like having a single bite of whatever they made. It's like, can we, they just spent, we just watched them do all this roasted, broil it, they do all this stuff, and then all the judges do is literally, I want to kill all of Ian right now. E, E, that's funnier, musical comedy. Wait, can I get a C? Can, I, can you give me a C? A C? Can, does it go louder? No. Hit it harder. Hit it harder. Harder. I am terrible. Guys, your next comedian, very funny. Everyone, make it real loud. Ian, clap it up for your next comic, Anthony Zuccaro. Um, all right, uh, I just I just looked at uh, Warhol's joke book and it's exactly what I imagined it would be. Uh, <laughs> oh man, was was that joke by number? Uh, no, uh, no, I, I I love I love Warhol, but uh, all right now 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 t now time for my, my shittily written new stuff. Um, I had a rough start uh, to high school. I uh, I said every joke that popped into my head and none of them were funny. Um, and uh, jokes treated my head kind of like a burning building. They just had to get out by any means necessary. You're just like, forget the cat. We have to make a super bad reference. And uh, which is ironic because I looked like if uh, Jonah Hill's character was based on a real guy, that was me. That's exactly what I looked like in high school. I had a, I had a rough start. I had, uh, at the start of high school, freshman year, 14, I had acne, braces, this Jufro. I was overweight. Uh, and I, I was basically like an insult comic whose balls hadn't dropped yet. Uh, and uh, I just, I really just was, I just kept trying to fit in. Uh, and for my acne was so bad that they put me on Accutane. I don't know if you know what Accutane is, but if you don't know what it is, good for you. Accutane is a thing where it tortures you for six months and then you have no acne anymore. It's this pill that I took that made my face skin drier than camel pussy and it made my bones hurt like they had just lost a loved one. 
Um, so that was my, that was my, well, actually, do camels even have sex or do they just dry hump? Um, that's a, that's a story for a different time. Uh, but yeah, so that, that was my start in high school. I had just f flaky skin and, uh, it was, it was just the worst. I still had bad acne because the way Accutane works is it's six months it takes to fix your acne. Um, and it's hurting you the entire time, which is like if you broke your arm and then they put poison ivy inside the cast. It's just like, I know this helps, but is this other part necessary? I, I, there were more uh, side effects than effects. Um, but yeah, so uh, that was me. And so I chose, uh, I wanted to fit in, so I chose to do a sport, uh, but I chose this only sport that requires no skill, which is cross country. Uh, cross country, for those of you that don't know, is if you take any sport and remove the fun parts out of it. Um, it's just running. It is just running. Uh, and immediately, even though I, I wasn't even good enough for that because I got injured pretty quickly. I hurt my hip. Uh, so, this, so this was me. I had a, a torn hip flexor, uh, bad joints, flaky skin, Jufro, braces, acne, the whole deal. And as I was going, I had to do physical therapy as well. Um, and physical therapy is about a half hour of torture than you feel better after. Um, kind of like a shorter version of Accutane. And uh, so going to physical therapy would make me late to practice. So I was on my way to practice and uh, they were just finished the warm up and they were about to start the run. As I'm going to practice, I pass uh, one of the infamous couples at my high school. Um, the guy was 6'7", the girl was 4'10". I'll let you do the math on why they were infamous, or the geometry, whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, so the guy was 6'7", the girl was 4'10". As I'm passing the guy, he goes, assholes. I think nothing of it. I keep going. There's a group of runners in a circle. I go to approach the circle. The first thing I hear is, I hear he's huge. Me, my fitting in, wanting to fit in ass, jumps in and goes, huge. You just look at that guy and you know he's massive. I mean, just look at him. He's just, he's big. They were talking about his dick. They were talking about his dick. They were just having a conversation about how big his dick was, and then I popped in and went, you just look at that guy and you know he's massive. Are you kidding me? That guy's huge. You look at him and you know he's big. And that was my, that was my rough start to my high school. Um, let's go back to talking about camel pussy. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what else? What else? What else is new that I have? Uh, I uh, I love hip hop. I love hip hop. Uh, some of my favorite lines in hip hop make no sense. Like uh, Lloyd Banks. Lloyd. Ba Remember Lloyd Banks? Crickets. Uh, Lloyd Banks has a line where he goes, uh, "I'll be dead if I co-sign with an old snitch. I've been gangbanging since Shaw, uh, since Jaws was a goldfish." Um, this guy thinks goldfish start out as baby sharks. I don't know. I, we should look into this. Like Lloyd Banks, I'm just picturing him him getting a goldfish for his kid. He must hate the carnival, by the way, and the state fair. He must think that is very inhumane. But I'm picturing him getting a goldfish for his kid, and his kid just goes, hey, uh, Dad, why is the tank so big? He'll grow into it. He'll grow into it. But we got to get rid of him after six months. I'm not going to be LL Cool J from Deep Blue. That movie is a documentary. Um, but someone talked about black people dying first. Deep Blue LL Cool J survives to the end. That's a great example. That is a great example of changing the narrative. Let's change the narrative one superhuman, super intelligent shark movie at a time. Um, that's all I wanted to try. Boris, everybody. One more time. One more time. I love when comment hosts do that. It's like, well, it feels nice, right? You do a set, you, you come up to applause. 
and you finish the set, you get applause. It's a good system. And it would be better if the host did not then speak about it right afterwards. Okay. All right. We're having fun. No, we're not. Guys, your next comedian. Oh, my gosh. What a treat. Very funny. Everyone, make it loud for John Gallagher. Thank you, guys. I have a, I have a friend that loves heroin. I think, you know, everybody knows who I'm talking about when I say that. <laughs> Everybody knows who this person is. He told me uh, he told me that he likes to go on a, a packed bus and smoke heroin around everybody. And most people be like, that's pretty fucked up. It sounds like a pretty big problem. And I'm like, well, no, it's not a problem until he starts doing it alone. It's still social now. So I think that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm working the tourism industry. And I deal with tourists all day. And tourists are annoying because they come and criticize the city you live in. You're like, and you can't agree with them. You know, like, I think, I, I, I live in San Francisco. We can all agree. San Francisco is a fucking nightmare, okay? This is a nightmare fucking hellscape we live in. Everybody's either too poor or too rich. There's no in-between. Like, you're either in, like, a gold-plated mech armor working for Uber or you were, like, a person peddling around a fucking rickshaw, like, made of dirt. You are, There's no in-between at all. But then there's something about when, like, it's just the Stockholm syndrome of the city. They've just abused me for so long. I can't agree with anybody that has any remote criticism of it. Like, somebody just comes in and is like, I'm like, shut the fuck up about this beautiful city you son of a bitch you just you how much did you pay for toll five dollars pay eighty thousand dollars to come into this beautiful beautiful gem by the bay and so like i was uh, i was working my job and these these couple from illinois or yeah illinois and like automatically they just rubbed me the wrong way because i'm like hey guys how's your day going and they go oh we've had enough about san francisco already and i'm just like it just sets me off in my head i'm already fucking pissed and it's like in my head i'm just looking at them projecting all this negative energy like, oh did you have oh did you have a bad time on bart oh you couldn't figure out how Bart works oh do you do you see a butthole oh do you see a you see a naked butthole or penis where it didn't belong uh, did somebody corner you in the Civic Center station and shoot up IV drugs in front of you? <laughs> it's like just excusing like horrible behavior in my brain. You know, it's like that's excusing like awful behavior. It's not acceptable anywhere. But then, so I, I'm assuming it's something lame that happened, right? So I go, all right, well, why, why uh, are you so tired of San Francisco? And this lady from Midwest, like she looks down and she gathers herself and she looks back up at me and she goes, we took the blue and gold fleet tour around the bay. And our boat had to pick a man out of the ocean that killed himself jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. And I only could only say one thing. I looked at her and goes, yeah, I guess he had about enough of San Francisco, too. He should fucking go back home. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I just wish I, I know I'm a coward. I wish I would have said that. I didn't say that. What I what I said instead was actually like legitimately so much worse. I said the hackiest, shittiest joke. Right off the right out of the holster, I just go, Well, rent is very high. And that's it's just it's worse. That's a worse fucking answer. And then like with that too, like it's a worse answer, but the lady looks at me and she just lights up and goes, That's what the man driving the boat said. And then And that's how we go. Yeah, what the fuck? Happy about a man killing himself. It's good. Um, 
Uh, yeah, it's weird how vulnerable people that have met you for two hours get when you take them on tour and you go like, the Golden Gate Bridge is this tall. It's like, here's all the darkest shit in my life. And they'll just like scream horrible stuff at you. People have admitted to like affairs, like abusing their kids, drug addictions. It's bizarre, right? Yeah, yeah. It's fucking heavy. I had a, I was, I was doing a tour the other day and a guy in the medical profession, like I just happened to say this offhandedly because if you know anybody in the medical field, if you ask them what the worst thing they've ever seen is, they will tell you because they have no one else to tell. I guess it's a horrible thing that they've seen. And so I happen to say that to this guy just kind of making conversation. And this guy, again, out of the holsters goes, one time I saw a woman give birth to a chihuahua. Yeah, tour's over. What the fuck? What did you say? Because, <laughs> like, we're walking around San Francisco. Whatever I'm going to say isn't interesting anymore. Now you have to tell me what the fuck you're talking about. And so, we like, I continue to have to create space because now I have to find room to, like, talk about my shit and then work into what he's saying. Was what he's, well, the story goes like this. Lady comes into Oakland where he's, he's working as a nurse, and she goes like, I'm giving birth to my baby. I'm giving birth to my baby. And she just looks like a crackhead. And these people are like, this fucking person's insane. But they still put her on table, and they examine her. And the EMTs look at her and go, oh, my God, she's dilating. That means stuff's coming out, you know? And so they go and examine her, and a fucking puppy head pops its head out. And they're just like, what the fucking what nightmare is this? She's giving, she's giving birth to a chihuahua. Holy fuck. And then so they get, take the puppy out, and it's like, what happened, though, is this lady's a meth head. She's into a thing called sounding. You guys know what sounding is? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a, so that's where, that's where you put foreign objects in your body to try and get off. So she was just like, I want to feel what giving birth's like. She shoved a live puppy into herself and then gave birth to him. Now, here's a testament to the triumph of the human spirit, guys. That puppy fucking lived. Oh, my God. Isn't that a... Yeah, that's a beautiful tale. And, man, I think that puppy is probably more enlightened than all of us, you know? Like, fucking... I think about how many adults have to take DMT or fucking mushrooms to go back to the womb. That puppy did it all. Yeah, born is a born-again fucking puppy. The Jesus of puppies. Um... I was in a, this is, this is a little lighter because there's no way to really follow that story. You usually end with that one. So keep going. Uh, yeah, it is, you know, open, I open, open that pussy like that dog did, you know? Uh, <laughs> I was, I was in a, I was shopping for candles. That was a very mundane thing. It's different than watching a dog come out of a woman, but I was, uh, I was looking at a candle store and, uh, there's a, a thing called, there's a, a flavor called endless vacation and my girl wanted to buy it, and I was like, oh, don't buy that. And she's like, why did you want endless vacation? It sounds like it's like endless vacation, just unemployment, you know? And then it's just like, you just pop that thing open. It's just going to be smelling like cum and mold. Just, just disgusting candle. It's a bad name for a candle. That's my thesis. Um, I like, uh, we, have, we like to have sex, uh, with the, me and the girlfriend, not the dog. Uh, me and the girlfriend like to have sex watching TV. And you can admit that TV is sometimes better than sex, right? I think I can agree with that. Like, if it's good TV you're watching, that's, that'll be better than sex. Like, so we're watching The Sopranos, and we're, having, we're doing it, and I start to lose interest, because I'm watching James Gandolfini murder people. That's some, you know, it's like, sometimes like, you know, you give 50% in the bedroom, that's mediocre blowjob, not quite as cool, right? So she notices like I'm not paying attention and she's like, oh my God, are you watching TV right now while we're having sex? Do you think this TV show is better than our sex we're having right now? And I was like, hold on a second. Are you saying that the sex we're having right now is better than The Sopranos? That's a little egotistical. You're saying the fucking we're doing is better than the greatest 20th century drama ever made? I mean, come on. We got to get it together. I don't think we can convince two, two people to watch us fucking an alley, you know? This wouldn't, this wouldn't get any money on Chatterbait. Yeah. 
Shout out, to Ch- shout out, to Chatterbait, uh, guys. Uh, that was my time. Thanks, I've been John. Once more for that man, good man. Actually, I I, I live in a house with uh, two Chihuahuas. Actually, and one of them, um, one of them is awesome. He's the best. His name is Louie. He doesn't lock anyone and watch them masturbate. He's fine. He's fine. He's a good guy. The other one, she's really cute, but she, uh, so I've lived there for a month, and uh, I came home once, and she ran up to me very excited. I started to pet her, and she was super happy, and then she started peeing. So then my housemate told me, when she gets too excited, she pees. Totally understandable. Apparently, that's a thing with small dogs, especially chihuahuas. Anyways, a couple weeks go by. She comes in my room. She's not excited at all. She's just in a corner. She just pees. And I'm like, dude, she like wasn't excited. He's like, yeah, sometimes when she's bored, she pees. I'm like, okay. So apparently she just pees. That's her thing. She has no bladder whatsoever. It's not about excitement. She pees when she's depressed. She pees when she's bored. She is the most high maintenance thing ever. All right. Your next comedian, very funny. Everyone make it. Clap those hands. Make it loud. Make it loud. Ooh, I'm not hearing it. Make it loud. Um, num, 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 num. Ooh, I like it. Keep that going. Keep that going for toothbrush. What's up, my ninjas? It's all good. All right. I love your hat. Thank you. Nice, classy. And the matching shoes. I love your eyes. Thank you. Um, I love to give you compliments. It doesn't have to be true. Nah, I'm, I'm serious though. I love your hat. <laughs> um, fuck. Um, where do I start? Uh, I went to uh, this uh, field trip thing at uh, Adobe. Uh, it's a basically uh, like uh, kids' day, like hundreds and hundreds of kids like hanging out. And uh, anybody have kids? Does anybody? Nobody? I mean, these kids just fucking whining and crying and shit all over the place. It just got me annoyed. Really, like... Um, so my wife works at Adobe, and uh, she brought her friend and a kid, and for some reason I had to go, because I'm married. Uh, <laughs> baby, we gotta go. It's a kid's shit. We, we going kid shit. I'm going kid shit. Yeah, that's how I did it. Uh, it was really boring, like a science. I'm not really good with the science. I know you're looking at the age of man. How the hell you don't like fucking science? But I hate science. Uh, and then it was like uh, like a bunch of stuff. And uh, uh, my wife's friend, the kid, was a crime because uh, he lost like a game. It was a crime. And the mama never said shit about it. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if that is a men thing or a women thing or a Japanese thing or not. If I wasn't like that when I was growing up, my parents would whoop my ass. So why are you crying? <laughs> you go, it, it, did, you, did you get whooped? Yeah. Like, if we are crying, whining about shit? Yeah. He half Japanese, he knows what I'm talking about. I mean, I don't know if that is like a white thing. There's a lot of white kids and Indian people. I guess it could be an Indian thing. They just fucking whine shit, man. 
like growing up, I uh, lived with my grandparents. And uh, if I come home losing a fight, my granddaddy got pissed off and he won't let me in the house. He said, go back up and beat the, you know, beat the kid who beat you up. I had to lie sometime when I was 15. So crying, coming home. But then like, I realized that, uh, that, you know, grown men complain shit all the fucking time. Grown people, grown ass people complain shit all the time. Life is hard. Yeah, life is hard, but like kids' life is just different level. Kids' life is just fucking crazy because they don't know shit. There's no rule. You know, you know, if you're grown, you know, there's a line that you can't cross. Oh, I was, I was uh, watching a puppet show, which I loved. <laughs> I loved the puppet show. That was the best 30 minutes of my day today. Um, and I was like sitting on the floor. And um, it was crazy, like a kid was standing in front of me. Like the kid knows I'm sitting behind the kid. Like all I see is like a diaper booty. And it was just fucking brutal. Like they slapped me because they want to, you know, get by. And next thing I know, like kid was sitting in my lap. I don't know this fucking kid. <laughs> Word is just fucking brutal. So that was my day. Um, anything else that's going on? Um, I want to talk about something though. I got the light, man. Shit. Um, fuck. It's a perfect timing. I got the light, and I got nothing else to talk about. I know I had something, man. Fuck. All right. We're doing a barbecue on Sunday. Peace. That's right. Energy. Num, 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 num. Love it. Validation of attention. All right. You're next to me and very funny. Please, everyone. Oh, my God. Did you see that? Was that not amazing? Was that not amazing? I caught it a second as it hit the ground. <laughs> I did not catch it. Kind of. Well, that was strange. Um, I'm not twisting the right thing on here. Oh, now I get what everyone else was talking about. Well, we don't even need this. No, I'm kidding. Guys, you're next to me. Very funny. Everyone, please clap those hands. Make that noise for Mike Spiegelman. Uh, let's get up for your last comic. He's not in the room, but he taught me a valuable lesson. Dress your age. <laughs> Says me walking around with my, uh, I'm 14 plus uh, 250 pounds probably. No, 250 pounds. Hi, my name is Mike Spiegelman. It's great to be here. Uh, whew. I got uh, a little bit about myself. I am a very sexy pillow talker. That's why I got fired from mattress discounters. I, uh, I had sex with a sex robot. I think she was faking it. She kept saying zero one 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 zero. Zero one. I like going to the library. You know you could take out fifty books at one time? I do that to impress my friends. When they come over to my apartment, I'm like, check it out. Homemade furniture. I got a tear. Combination chair and table. 
I took out 50 DVDs one time. That was great, but what's a DVD? I actually have a very old DVD player. Uh, and I was watching the Emoji movie, but because the DVD player was so old, all the characters were boxes with X's. The Emoji movie. That's right. I hope there's a sequel because I like that joke. I got kicked out of a cat cafe. Apparently no dogs allowed. I said, but at San Francisco, I have to walk around with my dog. They're like, you have more than one. I go, yeah. That's my working dog. That's my helper dog. My therapy dog. That's my medical dog. That's my recreational dog. That's my pet dog. That's a street dog I got stole from a kid from Upper Hate. My little codependent dog on a leash. And my dog in my purse. I'm gonna tell a couple jokes. Grasshopper walks into a bar and the bartender says, hey, you know there's a drink named after you? And the, and the grasshopper says, yeah, I just like to get a drink and not hear someone tell me that. Well, a, a grasshopper cocktail walks into a bar and the bartender says, hey, you know there's an insect named after you? And he goes, really, there's an insect named Steve? That's what the cocktail said. All right, I got a couple more. Bartender and his wife are sitting in the bar during happy hour, and the wife continues talking to him, says, it's not that you're an empty vessel. I feel like I'm an empty vessel too, and I think it's unbearable. And the bartender says, what are you trying to say? Something about our, our marriage? And she said, yeah. And then the grasshopper walks into a bar, and the bartender says, now is not the time, Steve. All right, well, a grasshopper and a private detective walk into a bar at the same time, and the bartender says, good evening, gentlemen, what will it be? And the private investigator pulls out a photo and puts it on the bar and says, seen this girl? Bartender says, why? Seen her? Maybe around. Why? He goes, she was found dead. And the grasshopper says, you know what, fellas, I'm gonna go wait in the car. And a couple more. You know what? If you want to see the original joke, my mother, Charlotte Spiegelman, is the old Jew telling jokes. And she tells that joke. She's on YouTube. So that joke has legacy. I keep a weed journal. Every page I write the name of the weed, the strain, the smell, the initial taste, how much I paid for it. And then when I finish the journal, I go, I wasted $4,000 on this. Come back, I have rent. I want you to do rent. I have actually one more grasshopper joke and I can't remember it, so I think that's for the better. Oh, you know what, a, uh, a lettuce, head of lettuce walks into a bar and the bartender says, hey, you know uh, we have an outdoor garden named after you? And the lettuce says, really? You got a garden named Romaine? These, by the way, none of these jokes have been on Twitter. These are all for human beings for a live show. And to guarantee that all of my jokes are over 280 characters. Except for this one, Quick Brown Fox. Uh, I open up for an X-rated hypnotist, is what I say to the police when they catch me fucking horses. <laughs> Officer, I can't help it. I open for an X-rated hypnotist. 
All right, that's my time. I'm Mike Spiegelman. Charlotte Spiegelman, son. Mike Spiegelman, everybody! Can't figure it out. Very funny. We actually did old Jews tongue jokes. I feel like that you're bound to get more than one result. I feel that is it's a web series on what channel? On the internet? Oh, nice. Fuck yeah. Hashtag subscribed. I will. All right. Dennis Spiegelman. Oh. And you are related. Yeah. All right. yeah, my mom and I are related. Nice. You, you always want that. It's always good when a mother and son are related. <laughs> Your next comedian, he's very funny. He hosts a show in the Mission at Delirium. Everyone, clap those hands for Warhol Kaufman. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Height of excitement. All right, I am going to pretend I'm doing a physical bit for a second to trick the radio audience. I want to go to a strip club so nasty, it looks like an American apparel ad. This next joke is called X's Hold'em. I see you're pregnant and I'll raise you this baby. I spent a lot of time in Portland. In Portland, you can see just about any bar is a strip club. They got so many strip clubs. You can see pussy on stage just about any bar for a dollar in Portland, which makes me wonder what my act is worth. Seen a lot of articles about the richest black billionaires. Top 10 global richest black billionaires. Top five richest black billionaires in North America. No one's writing articles about the poorest black billionaires. Those are my favorite black billionaires. Facebook did a pedophile survey on a scale of one to 10. How sexy is this baby? Is 10 too high, one to five on a scale of one to five? A lot of people were upset about the survey. Some people liked it. A few people got excited. Oh, man. Not one of you miserable creatures in this godforsaken world could stop Bob Ross from painting motherfucking landscapes. That nigger was a landscape painting fool. I grew up middle class, but I worked my way down to poverty. Poverty's like quicksand, you know? It's hard to identify. It drags you down. You can't build a foundation. The main difference is you can't suck and fuck your way out of quicksand. I'm older than Jimi Hendrix, and I still can't play guitar. Eric Clapton can shred on guitar, and he can't latch a freaking window. You guys, Eric Clapton's baby mama must be really mad at him for that unplugged version of Layla. I hate irony. My mother's a blind dwarf. My grandfather's name was Dick Gross. 
saw a sign at a bar that said no alcohol beyond this point. I was like, nah, I got some at home. I saw this sign that said unlimited nights and weekends. That's what I want. I just want unlimited nights and weekends. I saw the sign that said, psychotherapist, is that the kind of therapist you want? I saw the sign that said, $30 facials. I just thought they'd be more than that. I'm thinking about my life, you know, about my choices. This isn't a bit. I'm questioning my life choices. So should all of you. We should all be questioning our choices right now. What are we doing? All right. Back to the jokes. Richard Spence. Yeah, no, for real. Richard Spencer. You especially. Richard Spencer. Noted white supremacist Richard Spencer was just deported from Europe. Leader of the alt-right... Richard Spencer is banned from 36 countries in Europe. Famous racist Richard Spencer is not welcome. It's like Mickey Mouse got kicked out of Disneyland. Speaking of Disneyland, did you hear about, uh, what's her name? I think it was like Mesri, Nesri Moffin. I can't really pronounce it. Um, she worked at Disneyland, but they found her dead in her car that she lived in in the parking lot. Really is a small world after all. When you die in your car that you live in, in the parking lot of Disneyland in between shifts. Apparently, Kevin Smith was hospitalized with a heart attack? Not exactly an M. Night Shyamalan twist ending. When I was little, my mom bought me an ice cream. And I stepped out of the store and licked it, and the ice cream fell on the sidewalk. I was so disappointed, you know. I looked out at my blind dwarf mother. I tell everyone my mother's a blind dwarf, and then like some of my friends saw a picture of her, and they're like, your mom's beautiful. I was like, I didn't say she was ugly. <laughs> I said she's legally blind and legally a dwarf. <laughs> I'll leave it there. Oh, because it's mutiny, you have to. Guys, your next comedian, very funny guy. Please, everyone, make it real loud for Marty Connie. Hi, guys. Uh, Warhol, uh, between shifts is a really depressing way to describe life. Uh, it's a long time. It could describe any period of time. Um... So guys, I, I just got a I got a new job. Um, well, thank you. Uh, I left the old job because uh, my manager told me, Marty, you've got to you got to get with the program. You've got to like get with the team. You better drink the Kool Aid. I was like, I'm fucking out of here because 
as soon as anybody uses that expression with you, get away from that person. Because they either want you to kill yourself or they have no idea what that phrase means. Uh, option three, they're an escaped Jonestown cultist and you'd really got to get the fuck out of there. You don't know what they're up to. All right. Started a new job. But it's kind of awkward because I'm at that stage where it's like, um, I don't know anyone in the office very well, right? I don't know anyone's names. I don't know. But I do know the sound that they make when they take a shit. Uh, it's really, really awkward. It's like, this guy's name, I'm pretty sure it's Jeff. And all I know him right now is as Cough Splash. Uh, which is just, that's not a good first impression. I, and first impressions are everything. And I'm off to a bad start because this bathroom, it's like those stalls, you know, the, the metal stalls. They got the really big partitions in between the door and the frame. It, like, why are those there? Aren't those the most awkward thing in the world? You got to like look at people like, you know, you're going to, there's a chance you're going to make on eye contact, you know, while you're masturbating. That's fucked up. That's, that's bad for first impressions. Okay. Uh, what was that? shit? I hate this fucking new phone. Uh, I get, uh, anyone here ever fallen for just the tip? Uh, show of hands. We got one. Really? You felt somebody's like just the tip and, and then, oh no, they kept going. You don't have to go into it. I just want to point out. I just want to point out that. Um, Goddamn, that's 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 dumb. Uh, <laughs> what did you? I don't understand anybody who falls for just the tip. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Uh, like, how do you think we eat as men? Do we think we just sink our like mouth like halfway around a burger? We're like, yeah, it was all right. I think I'll come back later for that burger. Now I think I'm just gonna leave that burger be. Now you fucking take a bite out of that thing. That's what's gonna happen. Uh, speaking of which, I uh, I was with a girl recently. We were having sex, and um, it was a little awkward because I could feel her IUD, um, and I did not know how to tell her. There is no way that I am well equipped enough that I should be feeling your IUD. Uh, <laughs> I think your doctor might have put that thing in a little low. Uh, I think that thing's not doing anybody any good. Uh, that's like if I put a condom on my balls. Like, that's not very helpful for anybody. Uh -huh. But I was going to say something to her, and then I realized I have no idea how IUDs work. And that was going to sound like a real idiot right there. Uh, I don't know. I guess in my head, I always just pictured it as a tiny little piece of a coat hanger you put inside of a woman's uterus, you know, so it doesn't go getting any ideas. <laughs> you know, like when an abusive parent points at their belt, like, ah, uh -uh, you remember having last time, you know, fucked up, right? Uh, I think that the, uh, I think that facials, uh, have a bad ad campaign. I think they need new PR, um, because really that's the most sure way to call something the pullout method, right? Because if you're not sure if somebody pulled out, if it's all over your face, you're pretty fucking sure, right? Like use your eyes to see like that. That's the only way I think it's, I did think they just need a new branding campaign. Uh, that was fun to say. That's the first time I've said that one out loud and that's how it sounds. Um, hey Pam. Uh, I think it's weird when people, uh, complain about immigration. They say things like uh, terrorists. They come here. They take our jobs. You know, they take all of our, our hardworking, like you know, blue collar jobs. You know, they they rape and they murder everybody. And I'm like, damn. What's more American than going somewhere you're not invited to rape and kill everyone so you can do menial farm work? Like, 
that's the most American shit in the world. Like, that's how we settled the West. Like, that's, that's called manifest destiny. In fact, I think that's the real problem that people have when pe- with, with immigration is that they didn't yell manifest destiny before they did it. You know, it's like the no homo of territorial expansion. You got to yell it out. Otherwise, it's really awkward. Uh, really quick, um, I broke up with an ex recently, and everyone saw fit to tell me afterwards, like, yeah, she was a real nut job. I was like... Well, thanks for telling me that when we were together. Uh, I thought we had a great relationship. I thought I was having a steak dinner. Apparently, I was eating possum meat the entire time. You all just watched me wharf it down like it was good for me. The smile on my face like, you enjoy that fucking roadkill, buddy. That's not going to come back to bite you with worms or anything like that. All right, guys. That's my time. Thanks a lot. I like it. I like it. Guys, last comedian, please make it loud for Mark Neuer. Thank you. That did not sound like funky music, but you're leaving, so it's okay. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take whatever music that was to intro me. How you guys doing? Um, I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. I'm feeling like uh, I want to kill myself. I feel like we all have reasons we want to kill ourselves. Um, you look like you probably get stuck in traffic. <laughs> That's just like sometimes it's just too much. Yeah. I, I feel it. It's, it's for me. My, my fingernails will never stop growing. It's first world problems. It's something that's just tragic for me. They grow. I got to cut them. <laughs> Somehow I fuck it up. It hurts for a while. Then they grow out again. I got to cut them. And guess what? I fuck them up again. I'm just going to cut off my hands. I'm just going to just I'm going to have nubs. Just going to nub it all up. Just nub. Just a bunch of nubs. I'm going to put a pirate hook on this one. On this nub, I'm going to have a pirate hook. Both hands for this. Hold on. And then Jesus Christ, Boris. How fucking I'm gonna be. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need both nubs for this. How fucking short are you, Boris? Jesus. Pirate hook on this nub, and I'm gonna have a bottle opener on this nub. So any party you have, I'm ready to go. You got a pirate party? I'm there. You gonna have beer? Guess what? I'm there too. Cool. I'm done slinging dick. I'm done. I'm done slinging dick. I just, I want to respect these bitches, you know? That's what I want to do. I used to just crawl in any hole that was open that would allow it. Now, I have like standards, you know? Like I have a a list of things that I have to check off. Like you got to have at least four abortions. I need to know that you're down to kill my children. I, I am not prepared to be a father. I'm not like I hear a kid screaming and crying on a plane. I'm just like, fucking throw it out. Just kill it. Just fuck. Just I hear I hear the fucking screeching, you know, like it's just like I just I can't wait to never have a kid. I just really it's going to be amazing. If you've had four abortions, that's amazing. But I'm really going to need uh, proof. I'm going to need like more than just paperwork. I'm going to need like fetus marinette. <laughs> Mar- what is it Marinette? 
puppets? Marionette puppets. I should know my own. <laughs> Fetus marinara puppets. And I'm gonna need you to do a, <laughs> a straight saucy dog. Dripping in sauce and <laughs> fetus sauce. I need you to give me a, a, a puppet show. I want, I want them to talk to each other. I want them to be like, ha, 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 tag your it, you know, something. Or tee hee hee, I have no gag reflex. Like something, you know, like something cool, something fun. How you doing, Cunny? Got some glutes there. You just got me too That's right. Cakey. Him too. Him too. <laughs> Fuck. I've been smoking weed. I feel like uncooked sausage right now. You ever smoke so much weed you feel like a roll of uncooked sausage? No? You need to smoke more weed then, son. You ever go into a supermarket, like Save Mart, and you see those big rolls of uh of salami? They're like 